Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Casangina. I'm sitting here talking to James Shramko. Now, um, as far as internet marketing goes in Australia, James is probably one of the go-to guys that, that I think of when um, it comes to learning about internet marketing. Um, you know, even from uh, just following on Facebook, I, I've learned a hell of a lot. And, and James has only been on online since 2005, which uh, um, is only just just five or six years, but which isn't a long time. But uh, nevertheless, he's managed to generate more than a million dollars a year with a combination of different products and services. And um, as I say, he's one of the, uh, the acknowledged experts in, in the field of internet marketing, and especially with what we're going to be talking about today. He's using it with uh, about as much effectiveness as, uh, as anyone probably can. So. Um, James can probably explain himself uh, better than I can, so um, uh, welcome to the call, James. Thanks for uh, sparing your uh, um, precious time with me today. Um, uh, how are you this evening? Good, thanks, Brian. It's great to be on the call. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, can we start? To, I was wondering if um, if you wanted to talk about because what we're going to be talking about kind of tonight is uh, a couple of these uh, video sales that you've shown me which are, um, uh, I don't say this too lightly, they're, they're, um, they're the standard that, that people should go by when it comes to, to marketing on the internet. So um, perhaps you could tell us uh, how you got uh, into doing these video sales because as a copywriter I've done a lot of uh, um, long form um, written sales that have I'm doing a lot of work myself in this kind of thing as well. So how did you get started uh, in business and doing these? Well, in terms of the, the video, using video for selling online, I thought it was a natural progression as technology improved. Uh, when I started, it was quite difficult to put on a website and audio. And I really had this bug, I'm not sure why, but I had this urge to figure out how to make it work and I must around the Of course now it's so easy to put videos up because we've got sites like YouTube uh, but they weren't really obvious back then. Uh, so the, the main reason I gravitated towards it is because I know that people like to watch videos and it's also way easier for me than sitting down writing a proper sales letter in the traditional sense. Yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, um, it's uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of mental effort to sit down and write a long form sales letter. Um, I can tell you that that's for sure. So um, making a sales video is not only uh, uh, quicker and easier, but uh, I find it a lot of fun as well. I definitely enjoy the process a lot more yeah. um, and to do it is in a sort of series of builds 
you know, there's probably similar phases to writing a copy letter, but the ultimate application is that you can take a piece of code instead of having worked how to format and space and bold and italicize and bullet point and highlight and put in Johnson boxes and guarantee forms and stuff. You can do it all with a simple PowerPoint slide deck these days. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, what I teach uh, my people is that the principles you know, remain the same. Um, the same things that uh, uh, push people's hot buttons and, and uh, get them to buy, you know, they're still the same thing. Um, what we're just doing here is transforming those elements into a more interactive multimedia role where, you know, um, their effectiveness is uh, increased dramatically. Yeah, especially if it's easy to do and you can actually implement about it. I found myself hesitating when it came to putting up a, a long form sales page, mainly health thing. Uh, when it came to the videos, it's actually as simple as even standing in front of a camera and in front of a computer, because most computers have camera built in, and just doing a sales presentation as if you're there, but you're actually not there, you're just recording it, and then you can leverage that by playing it over and over again. So there's a few different types of video sales methods that I've used, both face to camera, uh, face on slides and then just slides. So there's a few different ways to do it. Yeah, because I'm uh, learning a lot of uh, uh, Frank Kern stuff at the moment and you've probably got, got the same stuff as, as I have. And, and he does um, all of those and he's especially good at, uh, um, at the uh, um, standing in front of the video camera type of, type of uh, uh, sales letter. So, um, what uh, what have you got for us uh, tonight, James? What is what is uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? You've referred me to a couple of websites, so trafficgrad.com and and fastwebformula3.com. Um, uh, I think you you were saying you wanted to talk about trafficgrab.com. Yeah, well, something I did with trafficgrab, I believe. Is I haven't seen it. So I thought it was a good discussion point because I think it represents yeah. looking selling online. So let me just explain the concept with this one. Uh, an information product, primary method of consuming that product is to watch a video course. Yeah. And all in all, it actually adds an hour to it because I went through every technique. When I was putting together that, I realized that I need to help people with the pre-traffic and topics so to get the value from the traffic itself. Yeah. Uh, let me give an example. If you don't do your research or if they're really bad content, then it doesn't matter what happens with the traffic. It's not going to convert. Uh, so if you do good content, and you research your topic in web probably and it'll be really highly qualified traffic. Mm. So getting 
iTunes business model and if you're an iTunes user, you'll be familiar with the fact that you can go to iTunes and you can preview any of the songs for 30 seconds. Yeah. And you can just click play. You can listen to the song. You don't have to enter your email address to get next when you click away from the screen. It's a low-pressure environment that you go back and visit over and over. website like that. What I did when I made the product is I actually decided I'd commit the first portion of the product to the free part and I'd actually give that away on my like iTunes on, uh, on the basis of, well, look, you can watch the part of the product with no strings attached without having to opt in. If you like that, then you can buy the rest of the product. So all I needed to do was to actually product add a very short sales prompt after I gave away the, the first three modules. Yeah. A very short summary. It's a, like a, a, a pre-sell to the next module, if you like. So they watch module, module three and then they get the pre-sell for module four. It more or less says, look, module four is a paid module. In module yeah. four, you get module five and module six when you become a member, you know, order below. So it's a very precious sales fund. And as I did with the things that I've managed to include here, I didn't do it, I didn't do it with a price rise. I didn't do it with a time limit. It's in there. So it sits up there for sale every single day. That like has made me good income every single month since I launched. And the only other thing that I added was a very any of the product. It just frames up the whole product as you know what the whole product looks like, so that people feel as though they would like to get the whole product. Uh, by the time they've consumed the first three modules, it's. It's like they've got a, a good taste for it and they're ready to go into more of so Now, basically, uh, yeah. Thinking about um, perhaps some of the, 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 way, you know, the technical methods that I use to build the sales or to play it. Uh, it's a question on it. So you're breaking up there. Can you repeat that? It might, it may be perhaps some of the uh, technical things on actually on how you, you know, technically build it and get it ready for the website. Or I'm happy to answer any questions around this technique. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very interested in in the technical side of it because uh, um, people. You know, they, they learn this stuff and uh, they want to implement, but uh, it's very uh, difficult to, um, you know, get putting stuff into practice uh, short of handing over everything to, to someone else and, and uh, you know, just uh, forking out money for that. So how, uh, how have you uh, um, put this together? Take us through the process. Oops. I could time over the checklist for myself, which yeah. is a standard sales formula that I'm sure people have been. 
just taken my experience from live presentations, uh, face-to-face selling, finaling, and you know, copywriting notes that I've taken, and I've put them into a sequence. And that's hard. I actually sequence it out in a checklist. And a uh, slide deck in Keynote or PowerPoint. I use Keynote on a Mac. Yeah. yeah. And I actually just presenters' notes with the information that corresponds to the checklist. So that the thing to get attention or to link this to the particular market to make sure they know who this is for. Like a broad, I call it. So I, I have my opening statement or my opening interest yeah. to a current situation scenario and then, uh, and then some implications the problem I mean, with solutions and uh, proof and guarantee sort of study and some solid content and reasons why. So let's just got a copywriting formula and we're just making each slide correspond with filling the speaker's notes and then I dress the slide to match that to try and convey the point. It may be just the picture. If you are talking over the slide, which is what you do in the production mode, you don't actually have to put up with bullets or read out everything. I find those incredibly and um, annoying when someone's yeah. just reading the slides, it doesn't very yeah. quickly. So there is another technique too, and that is to talk about the slides. So once you've put the slides together into a formula, and then you've made slide correspond with your point, you've got your slide deck ready to record, and that's when you use screen capture software. Into and ideally you have two screens for this. You hit record and you start. You actually play the slides and you talk them through with a high quality microphone. Mm. And now you've got your voice and the slide moving into a, a video. And then you just do some editing, cutums and ours, and drop in any extra bits and pieces you need, like a, a, an open or whatever. And then you render it and uh, you format it ready to use a, a format that on any device, which is yeah. um, either M- MP4 or M4V. Yeah. yeah. And to have a screen size of about 780 by 440, yeah. which is that nice 16 by 9 aspect. Yeah. And I load that up to um, Amazon S3, which is a uh, very cheap hosting and also to use cloud distribution. And then I, I paste that code onto the page. Now, the, the software for my website actually allows me to put the actual link and it will make the player for me. But you can also use tools like Easy S3 which yeah. will create the player and it allows actions where it's fun. You can decide to make the video autoplay or not. You can have controls or not. Have redirect at the end of the video to either another page or you can have 
Yeah. Well, there are sorts of things that you can do, or you can make it pause halfway through and uh, so that they can continue on. Hmm. They're all important points. So, um, I've got uh, a few questions about how you do things. Because I, some of the things I do were exactly the same, and some things uh, um, I do a little differently. But uh, um, I think all in all. Yeah, it's a lot simpler than people think. They don't have to go out and hire a video production company to get uh, video marketing on the internet. Um, so if I can start to sort of with the uh, at the beginning, um, uh, you and I are happy to uh, appear on video and to put our faces on the net. So um, what happens if people uh, um, don't? Uh, you know, they're a bit shy about appearing in. On camera, if they want to um, uh, just uh, do it some other way, um, the uh, the the kind of video where it's just the PowerPoint slideshow or keynote uh, um, I recorded with Camtasia is that just as effective um, as uh, as you appearing on camera, or is it uh, uh, different in a lot of ways? I think it can be just as effective, and editing removes a It can also be boring for people just to watch you on camera. So if you are, you're going to have call-outs or some text prompts or images anyway. Three or four main types of videos that I use. One is the actually just slideshows with pictures because I get to have my voice. Yeah. And I get to have the pictures that illustrate what I'm saying. And it's entertaining for people to watch them and to hear me. Much like you'd watch a, a documentary from a, a naturist, you know, like if they're watching polar bears or birds flying, you'll see and you'll hear most of the commentary around. And I think we're quite used to that method of delivery. Mm. Uh, of course, we will watch... Uh, watch ads. If you are comfortable, it can be compelling. You can get your facial expressions. You can really convey that emotion and convince people very well face to camera. I use face to camera a lot when I'm doing a uh, stick, though, yeah. which might be when someone's already bought something. When I send them a personal thank you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for being part of this. It's really genuine and, and personal. Yeah. You can do it. Sort of like you to record the screen and just have you in the corner or beside the from the in the computer. To do that, you just need a, a nice backdrop and good lighting. So the technology is very easy. And you know, if you're on a very low budget. Almost every video, almost every camera has a video mode. You turn it to video mode. You because lighting, and you just record your message and talk if it's a person, and you can upload it to YouTube. And now you've got a sales video. You've got your, you on camera, free hosting. You can embed it anywhere you want, publicly or privately, and even if you have much of a website going for uh, an email, uh, you know, for a, for a shopping card or a payment button, you could literally ask people to email you 
if they're interested in whatever it is that you're selling. And you could respond that way. So I've seen that done, especially for high price mentoring because it's so personal. Yeah. And that's sort of my class. Me on camera talking about the class and then I invite it to email. It's very... And the other type of video we do is an animation. Take yeah. a design and we turn it into a bit of a movie like you see at the cinemas. Yeah. And we we can uh, tell a story with that, moving pictures and words around the screen into a bit of a uh, an animated movie. It's quite compelling and engaging. And that's a great way to use a video for opt-in to reinforce Hello? I can hear you now. You went away for a sec. Awesome. Sorry about that. I must have that part out, I think. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Yeah. Can, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Great. Sorry, you're talking about the animation well, video? Yeah, animations are great for teasers or for uh, for brand recognition or, or put at the start and the end of your videos to give it a more professional touch. Hmm. Yeah, I've done that as well. Um, so uh, oh, there's so many questions that, that uh, I could ask you about uh, video sales letters uh, in the limited time that we have. Um, another interesting point that you uh, brought up was uh, um, smaller details like um, uh, either having uh, controls in the video or not, uh, as in you know whether people can fast forward through to the end of the video or and rewind and that sort of thing, or um, the, the settings on the video player where you can take those controls off so they have to watch the whole video. Um, which way do you normally go with regards to controls on the video and uh, you know, why is that? I'm leaning towards having controls as a courtesy and yeah. I have lifetime customers generally they come and they really, I mean if you ever poll people they'll scream blue murder but at the same time, they will sit through them and buy. I mean, it's, for for a lot of test results that I mean, people will tell you that autoplay videos with no controls that force people to watch all the way through will out. But then your question is: the higher conversion up front, what you're chasing, or are you after a lifetime customer who you don't piss off? So I actually put a look at and. I'm in higher controls as a courtesy. Yeah. I've done heat map tracking yeah. and I can see that they stop and, and pause and more than half the people coming to my website at trafficgrab.com are repeat visits. So they come back. 
and they they you know actually keep seeing the site and coming back and chipping away on videos and enjoying the content at their own pace. Mm. That's that's uh, really what I think um, it depends on. I'd probably advise people to you know consider their traffic source whether where you know. Um, and I guess that's the approach you have to have in marketing anyway. It depends what you what your strategies are. Um, you know, it depends on on the people that uh, are going to be seeing it. So, you know, if they're coming back and and uh, and uh, watching your videos, I mean, I I talk to a lot of people um, who are annoyed when people don't have you know fast forward control on the video. They just want to get to the end of the video so they can see see the deal and then go buy it. Whereas um, there are situations when this, I would imagine, probably more in in small niches where you'd want the person to sit through, you know, the, the whole presentation because that's where it's coming from. You know, without the controls, you're you're in control of the sales presentation, and that's why you know they're probably getting getting a, um, higher results in many tests without controls, but. Um, as you say, you know, at what cost? What kind of customers do you want? Um, you know, as an end result, is is the conversion worth it? As you say, it just depends what you're trying to do. But I would definitely have controls. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you do autoplay, it's okay to play. I mean, YouTube autoplay when you go and land on their yeah. on their pages. They default to autoplay, but definitely they've got controls as well. It's just a polite thing to. Yeah, for, for from a few purely sales perspective, you know the the lack of controls is uh, is uh, probably going to increase response. But um, for happier customers, I think most people uh, um, would prefer you know to have some form of controls on there, but. Uh, I guess um, uh, testing is is the real answer, and uh, and when you're doing it, you, I don't want to you know just take into account the the single result of of a response from that particular video. You've got to track um, what kind of customers you're getting um, over the long term. So uh, the other um, technical point that uh, that people are probably uh, um, thinking about is exactly where to host your videos. Um, everyone knows about the YouTube, and you can host your videos there and embed them in your web page. Um, Do that, titlers make money <laughs> because you'll probably get your account slapped. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Don't. Don't put YouTube video title is make money because that's uh, generally frowned upon. Oh, okay. Because um, YouTube is it's obviously uh, very popular and uh, free hosting. The, the thing I've heard about YouTube actually that I wanted to ask you about um, was that they, they've uh, um, people think that uh, that and uh, and I've only seen myself. You know, um, uh, good performance from their servers, but uh, I've heard people have that have had trouble with with uh, with watching videos on YouTube. Is it, 
just buffering and taking a bit too long, whereas uh, um, Amazon S3, uh, which is uh, a good video hosting uh, system, uh, is one that I notice most experts are using. And uh, so obviously the choice of people that are really serious about business. Um, and you said that uh, you use Amazon S3 yourself. Uh, so is that a performance issue, the reason that you use that? It's a control issue. Put my videos on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to be back show anyone else's app. They won't get switched off. Mm. They won't get account banned. YouTube's great to use for traffic, but yeah. I think it's very professional to use for stream because uh, you know you're not really in control of your content. Make sure you download all your content or that you've got a copy of it on standby. But I love Amazon S3 for videos. It's probably not the fastest streaming method from a performance point of view. Okay. There is a fast than Amazon S3, but it is very, very well priced. They have uh, discounted their rates significantly lately. They've had a lot of competition, yeah. and they're quite reliable. And I just think it's the easiest place to store a massive amount of data. Mm. And you know, I've got Amazon S3 now because I have a lot of content out there mm. on the internet in memberships and shows. So it's um, you know, it's a service that is available. As, as many people want to go and watch the video, they can, and it'll hopefully hold up because it's yeah. uh, been distributed in a more of a cloud basis than a single server. Hmm. So um, by uh, um, the cloud, that means it's it's in several places. Uh, um, around Amazon servers, it's not just coming all from one place. So if uh, too many people try and, and uh, 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 connect to the one place, say if it's, uh, I mean, for example, I've had hosted videos on my, on my own server before, and, it, and besides not being fast enough, you know, if, if I got a, a whole slew of traffic uh, to the site and they all tried to um, watch my video at once, uh, it would crash the thing. Um, yes, with, the, with most yeah. servers, especially retailer servers that people yeah. tend to use, there's only eight people at a time will bump them. <laughs> so uh, the good thing about Amazon, if you use the cloud distribution, it yeah. will show the video in the nearest location to the user. Oh, okay. So it's even, even more helpful. So it's not just in the United States and it kind of... Uh, uh, it's stored uh, in different locations. They have places in Singapore and the UK. Okay, cool. And I've just started to use uh, Amazon myself, and and uh, um, it's only the beginning, but uh, um, I haven't really got any results. But but I see, um, you know, uh, most experts are using it, so um, I figure it's. Uh, it's a better idea than YouTube, and I've used YouTube before in the past, and and um, and uh, they've been okay. But I guess uh, with my uh, increasing traffic that I'm getting, um, I think uh, Amazon is the way to go. So um, another element of of these video sales letters is uh, 
is what happens at the end that's all important. So um, we'll take trafficgrab.com uh, for example. Um, you've got the video here on the on the home page, which people can see when they go to the site. And um, uh, underneath that, you've got uh, uh, continue to the research video. So you've got another video um, after that. And you were talking about this earlier, whereas uh, the um, the thing most people would think to do is, you know, even if they had a uh, a sizable video on the home page, you know, they'd probably have an opt-in form. So, um, and you were saying before how um, people get a taste for for what you're doing, um, and uh, and they'll want to uh, join in later than that. Um, what what is the uh, um, what is the best way to end a video that you've found? Um, have you gotten good results with videos going to opt-in or uh, videos going to sell a product itself? Um, or does it really depend on the situation? Videos for an opt-in, it has to be very short, yeah. short video because it's not a big sale. Mm. You're just selling an opt-in. If mm. you try to sell a thousand, it would be longer. Generally, my video for a thousand dollar product will be closer to half an hour. Uh, so length of video is probably important in terms yeah. of what you tell them at the end. I, if you watch some of my videos to the end, you make arrow there instruction. Click mm. on the link below or order below, yeah. and then the instruction will match exactly whatever the device is that I that I'm asking them to do. Yeah for a com consistency point of grab, because there's about four videos in a row, people tend to move through the sequence watching the video button below, watching the video, clicking on the button below, watching the video clicking below. At the end, they watch the video and then buy. So now they're sort of trained or educated, watch, take action, watch, take action. So it's sort of a almost a rhythm action watch momentum, but I've I watched the each section half the people move forward. And at the final ends up being quite a high conversion. Uh, a huge proportion of the people who watch the last video order because they've qualified themselves all the way to the made the the journey and they've passed and they've yep. built Yeah, um, uh, I hope that uh, uh, people listening to this understand a, a couple of uh, um, brilliant points in there. Firstly, um, uh, the fact that when you've got a series of videos, you know, uh, you watch the video, then click the link below and do that over and over. Um, it gets them into the habit of clicking the link below, and and uh, and uh, at the end of the fourth video, it's uh, is uh, the link to take to take the action and uh, to buy. So um, that gets them into the habit of that, and uh, uh, it trains them ex exactly as you said. So um, it's a clear direction that that uh, that you're giving there. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, you know, the interesting stats on that are a lot of people to the site 
some people go back and watch video again. Other yeah. people you know, jump to ahead. But uh, you know, for the most part, it looks like a Christmas tree. The uh, um, the, the funnel we get, you know, that's off broad and it gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And then, and like any good sales letter, even a long form, yeah. uh, it's just boards. You know. Yeah, that's uh, um, that's the other um, point that I was going to make, um, where. Uh, you're filtering out the, the non-buyers and uh, what you're coming up with by the end of that fourth video is the buyers. So um, that's how you're qualifying them during the process. And um, as you say, it's exactly like a, a long-form sales letter. Uh, um, what I liken it to is, uh, is something I learned from Pete Godfrey and that's uh, um, called the grief slide. Whereas... Uh, um, the start of the sales letter or the start of the video and they're at the top of the slide and uh, your job in the sales letter or the video is to um, to grease that slide so they slide down smoothly to the bottom which is where you want them to take the action so um, uh, what you're ending up at, at the end of that process is all the buyers all the non-buyers have, uh, have clicked off and you sorted them out yeah, the ultimate person I'm a for actually purchases, and that you know that that's the best sort of list to build up. Mm. So, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to add with regards to what you're doing with these video sales letters? Um, because you're obviously uh, very successful with them, and you're one of the leaders in this country, at least. Um, uh, and uh, you're right, obviously right up there in the world with um, success with video sales letters. And I'm sure that uh, um, if we had more time, then you'd be able to uh, take us through a whole lot more. Is there anything else that we need to remember that's uh, particularly important when we're doing this for ourselves? Yes, beliefs, uh, products that tell you not to worry about design. You know, the one, the ugly stuffs. Mm. That that's just a myopic viewpoint. I think you need to test it and yeah. put more effort into design. My sales increase. So uh, I'll actually say I'm going to go the opposite to that. These very plain, ugly white slides that just strict across as you know the same as what someone's talking about. That's like the caveman version of selling with video. You can do a whole lot better than that yeah. with. Uh, with better pictures, um, more thought to the content. Test it by all means, but my tests have shown me that the effort increases the sales result. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. People have got to uh, test what works for them. Um, but uh, uh, with regards to um, ugly versus pretty, um, it's interesting to bring that up because I've noticed so many people moving uh, towards, this is with long-form standard sales letters, uh, they're moving towards a lot more of a graphical approach, um, a lot better looks, um, uh, especially on the internet. And um, uh, that's happening for a reason, is because it's working. And um, uh, we've both heard 
for various experts about uh, um, the ugliest stuff uh, producing the sales. Um, where, uh, in my opinion, uh, the, the point they're making that, that some people are probably missing, the point they're making is, uh, is uh, it's going to be summed up as ugly or pretty, doesn't matter as long as you've got the sales elements in there. Um, and that's the important thing. And, and obviously, uh, uh, the videos that people can watch at trafficgrab.com have got all, all the elements in there that uh, have produced a, a successful series of video sales letters. Yeah, and one of the elements that I tend to use more than others, I'd much rather have a lot of videos than pipe. So I, yeah. I favour putting in. For that reason, you also want to include social proof mm -hmm. on the video. Put your Facebook comments or comments so that yeah. people can communicate and see actions. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you've got uh, at the bottom of this page um, is, uh, you know, at the moment it's uh, um, 537 people liking uh, this video. You've got the Facebook like button there and you've got a, um, a whole slew of comments under that. So, um, and that's uh, exactly the same social proof that so people can see that, that other people uh, value the videos and, uh, and uh, consider them uh, exactly that valuable. I mean, what I learned from uh, Gary Venturevenga is uh, uh, all those years ago is to make your marketing of value for people, not just their sales pitch. And um, and uh, your Facebook comments down here are, are testament uh, to that. Um, and that's uh, um, uh, can be seen in the way that, that so many people rate the work. Um, uh, anything else you can uh, talk to us about here, James? Hey, I could talk all day. <laughs> it's just a, <laughs> yeah, a matter of what, of what you want to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I well, don't know um, what I, I know what I know anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, um, a whole can of worms there. I mean, um, you've been doing this for, for long enough and had enough success that uh, uh, that uh, your events, no doubt, it. Um, uh, the ones that people should go to in this country. So, um, what I'm recommending people to do when they um, uh, listen to this interview is go to the website trafficgrab.com, and um, and they can watch the videos there, and uh, they can see what it's all about. But if people want to find out uh, um, more about you and what you what you do, uh, besides the trafficgrab.com, where can they go to find out more about you? internetmarketingspeed.com is a great starting point. Yeah, I've got that now. So um, you've got a, a free report there and you've got uh, all sorts of information about, about what you do. So um, uh, whether you're listening to this in Australia or, or overseas, uh, um, uh, James is one of the people that uh, uh, is obviously very successful, um, uh, especially with the traffic grab site. I mean, we were talking earlier about the results you were getting from that, and uh, and uh, you know I was um, well, I don't really know what I was expecting, but you know uh, um, 
it's obviously provided uh, uh, an amazing income for you, and uh, it's just one product. So, um, whatever people want to learn, they should just uh, watch you and uh, get into your stuff as much as possible. And uh, I'm sure that uh, there's a lot to learn. Well, um, I'd like to thank you for your time today, James. We've learned a lot to, um, in the short time that we've had together, and I, I've certainly um, learned a lot taking a bunch of notes. So um, I'll be keeping a closer eye on on your sites here, and and uh, and uh, do a bit of spying as I do, and I'm sure people will be smart enough to do the same. Uh, so thanks again for your time tonight, James. I know we're uh, I know you're very busy uh, uh, with all the different projects you're doing, uh, so we do appreciate it, and um, I'll have to catch up with you soon. Thanks, Brian. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Thanks for helping us out uh, with that content. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.